Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, I've missed you the last three days. I've been feeling that great. Uh, glad to be back at it today. You get so bored sitting at home doing nothing but watching true crime docs and too much talk TV on sports, which I know that leads me astray sometimes. So that's why I come to you uh, to level me out a little bit. I keep reading and hearing some things about, you know, the Vikings quarterback situation and what they should do. Some really strange mock drafts coming out from various places saying they're going to trade all the way to one and take Drake May. I've seen that another place. Now, you have your column today talks about what you see as the Vikings, a good route for them going forward in a big offseason this year. Yeah, listen. If, if there are two big variables, mm-hmm. one is does Cousins is Cousins willing to come back to the Vikings and take what you know will be a lucrative but fairly reasonable offer, or does he want to go out in the free agent market and say, "Hey, I get to be the number one quarterback in free agency as a bunch of teams are looking for free agency, and maybe I double my money, maybe mm-hmm. I double the length of my contract." Mm-hmm. If Cousins really wants to come back, a lot of things fall into place very quickly. Uh, the other big variable is, yeah, are they going to take the best player available at 11? Are they going to take the best quarterback at 11? Or are they willing to trade up? Again, last year they were willing to trade up to get Anthony Richardson if he had gotten anywhere close to them. Instead, he went number four. They didn't really have a, any realistic chance of taking him. The Colts didn't want to trade that pick. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of intrigue, and there are going to be a million rumors about the Vikings draft intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's theoretically possible that they like Drake May. It's theoretically possible they like Drake May more than all these other really good quarterbacks. It's theoretically possible they would trade up to get him. Mm-hmm. I just have trouble buying any of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's that that's so many analysts uh, across the internet make their money by saying things that are intriguing, not necessarily true. Um, I can't believe that they would think that Drake May is the number one quarterback in this class. I can't believe they would trade all the assets it would take to get up to number one for a guy who, you know, was pretty good this year, but not great. Yeah. Um, a guy who reminds you of Mitchell Trubisky more than he reminds you of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had trouble believing it. Yeah. Um, so, I, and here's the thing. I can't tell you 100% it won't happen. Nobody can – and that's why these people – get away with just throwing stuff out right, there. You right. can't tell them. You, you can't prove that they're wrong. All you can do is try to be rational. My rational mind, knowing everything I know and guessing the rest, is there's no way they're trading up to number one getting Drake May. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they took a quarterback at 11 or if they moved up to whatever, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, to get the quarterback they liked you know, in, in that position. I, I if they were going to, and first of all, I, I think the Bears are going to keep number one. I think they're going to take Caleb Williams, and I think they're going to trade Justin Fields. I think that's where they're headed. Oh, um, sure. So the real question is, you know, is is you know the LSU quarterback Daniels is he going to go number two? I think he is probably. Okay. Um, then Drake May is going to fall someplace between three and eleven. If the Vikings really do like him, they might be able to get him at eleven, or they might be able to trade up to three, four, five and get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just have trouble believing that out of all the good quarterbacks in this draft, that Drake May is the guy they like the most. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I just don't see it. But uh, that aside, I, I thought I saw recently, I was scrolling my, my uh, X feed and, and saw Kevin Seifert on there. Didn't he kind of operate as the Vikings GM in a mock and, 
and he took someone else at 11 and had the Vikings waiting until the second round at 42 and taking J.J. McCarthy uh, down there. That seems like a plausible idea. That seems, and Kevin's an old friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually recommend him for the job. Uh, ah, and cool. Brought him to Minnesota. Uh, he was a baseball writer before this, and I knew he was, anyway, Kevin's one of the best people in the business. Yeah. Dead honest, great reporter, great analyst, really smart. Um, that sounds way more likely mm-hmm. than trading up and trying to get Drake May. Um, and I, but here's, here's the catch, though. If you want a quarterback, and listen, if you get J.J. McCarthy in the second round, you know, we don't know how he's going to turn out, but that would be very good perceived value. A guy who's a starting caliber talent, very athletic, uh, a winner, accurate passer, that would be really good value there, right? Mm-hmm. But if you really love him, are you really going to wait till the second round and take a chance somebody else is going to take him? Right. And and he said, too, as part of that mock, they weren't allowed to make mock trades. So they had right. to kind of and sit where they were. Yeah, yeah. I would guess that, that there would be a – I would guess that they would find a way to trade to wherever they thought the best place to take McCarthy would be if he's their guy. Mm-hmm. I still like Michael Penix. He did not have a good cha- national championship game. Uh, he's going to have to prove that he can – uh, complete passes under pressure, and that he can take NFL hits. He's not a, all that big a guy. Bo Nix is interesting. Uh, I just it just feels like this is the year to take quarterback if you need yeah. a quarterback. And at the same time, I've seen other mocks saying edge rusher, cornerback uh, from various big schools, or yep. or what have you too, which which isn't the worst idea anyway. But do you really believe the Vikings are going quarterback with their top pick, whatever number that might be? I think so. Okay. Um, and listen, the way you know uh, the way this usually works is, you know, this Vikings regime is not as secretive as Spielman was. Um, I'm guessing we'll have a pretty good hint through the 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 you know the the tied in beat reporters out there. I, I'm guessing we'll have a pretty good hint as to where they're going once we get to the draft. You also have to remember here. Nobody really knows what they're going to do at this point, right. other than maybe the Bears. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe the top two or three teams have a really good line on what's going to happen. But we're going to see trades before the draft, probably. We'll see trade, trades on draft night. Um, so the mo- whole mock draft, who are they going to get, what do they want, experiment, it's fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. It's yeah. really fascinating. And we could have a completely different conversation every day about different possibilities. Right. And that, that's, that's why all these mock drafts exist, because nobody has really any idea. Let me ask you this. I don't really know how this works necessarily. Uh, have the Vikings been allowed to negotiate with Cousins here since the season ended? Do they have exclusive negotiating rights, or, or are they not allowed to negotiate him either since they didn't uh, get a deal done during the season? Uh, you know, I haven't checked on the dates, okay. mainly because I haven't, I haven't worried about it too much. I mean, okay. if they want to get a deal, they're going to get that. Let's put it this way. Uh, there, are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of ways of getting around rules like that. Okay. Um, and what we've seen in, in the NFL, in the NBA, other sports, is that when they say that you can't negotiate with somebody, what it really means is you can't announce a deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they, they can have a deal done right now. Uh, it really, it doesn't really govern communication. You can't shut communication down. Right. Uh, what it really governs is when you announce deals. I see. Uh, and then you believe they should sign, and, and do you think they will sign Justin Jefferson to an extension? Yes, okay. I think they will sign him. Uh, and, and listen, you know, I, what I wrote, I probably would have written anyway, sure. but I was able to get, you know, superior details and thinking 
from Jeff Diamond, who you know who was an NFL uh, general manager with the Vikings, who was an NFL president with the Tennessee Titans when they almost won the Super Bowl. Uh, he dealt with salary cap issues before. He's just really good at breaking this stuff down. I do a podcast with him, mm-hmm. so you know the, the the opinions are mine, but the facts are Jeff's. Yeah. Uh, he, he basically detailed exactly. And here's the fascinating thing. They can sign Cousins uh, like ninety to a hundred million dollars for two years. They can sign Jefferson to, you know, whatever the number was, huge, you know, one hundred seventy-five million dollars, whatever that number was. I can't even remember at this That's point. That's it. Yeah, one seventy. Uh, yep. Yeah, and they can sign Daniel Hunter for like uh, three years for seventy-five, whatever that number was. Mm-hmm. They can do all these things and improve their salary cap situation. Hmm. It's crazy, but that's the way it works. Because if they if Cousins walks away, they get twenty eight million in dead cap, and then they go got to go find another quarterback. Um, if he stays, they can structure it where it benefits them, not only long term but this year. If they sign Jefferson, they could send save ten million dollars against this year's cap. Uh, they can structure Hunter's contract in a number of ways, and they will have room to go get an edge rusher or whatever else they don't get in the draft. It's a cap with a lot of holes in it, isn't it? I mean, there's there's ways around it. Yes, and and you know what? I think I don't think that's a mistake. I think it's kind of ingenious because mm-hmm. it means that these teams get to announce these mega deals, which get their fan bases fired up, and yet those mega deals very rarely destroy a team's chance to compete. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know. So often we saw. I mean. Baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but we know that when certain teams sign certain players for a certain amount of money, it's really going to keep them from spending much more. You know, mm-hmm. the Correa deal um, it, it still could end up being a good deal long term, but the Correa deal does tie the Twins' hands because of their virtual salary cap. Yeah. In the NFL, I, I kind of love the fact that there are ways of being ingenious and getting around, you know, being crippled by your spending. Right. And you know what? Uh, the Wilfs have always been willing to do that. They've always yeah. given their front office personnel, spend what you can do, do what you can do to get around the cap. We just want to win. I, I have thought that the Wilfs have been good owners. I, I agree that they've been good owners. Um, I just think we need to also add the, in the caveats that they got an incredibly uh, sweetheart deal with U.S. Bank Stadium. Ah, that every, yeah. and, and every NFL owner is making so much money, it would be almost criminal if they didn't try. Where I, where I would give the Wilfs a lot of credit is, uh, I just saw the way they gave Kevin Warren all kinds of power to try to get the, the stadium deal done and, and help them financially. I think they delegate well. I, I think they learned when they uh, made some mistakes early on in their career how to operate and how to not make obvious public mistakes, how to handle you know, public relations. And I also think they do really want to win. Yeah. And, and they have the wherewithal to spend, and they, and they do. And they spend money on the facility. They spend money on... Uh, their employees, they take care of people. So I actually do think they've been good owners. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.